following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. To all of those watching on the Periscope stream and waiting for us over the last almost 10 minutes, my sincerest apologies. We're here. We're back. We're talking Cowboys. Had a phone call on the fan that ran a little long. Those guys are great, Sean and RJ. And uh, we'll be a little bit late probably every Tuesday and Thursday because we've got some obligations to fill. But we are here. We're here for the next 45 minutes, and we're going to talk about this Cowboys offense versus the Seattle defense as we head into week three of the 2020 NFL season. Glad you're with us. Kyle Yeomans alongside Rob Phillips, great Cowboys insider, our resident Super Bowl champion, Isaiah Stanback, and my favorite, Mr. Heckma Harrison, everybody's big teddy bear who just loves those bears and loves the <laughs> loves the, the grizzly side of the world and camping and everything. For those of you who don't get that reference, go watch our show yesterday. He, he went through his fears of bears. Uh, but uh, we're having a ton of fun here and looking at this Seattle matchup, and I, I just mentioned it, we're going to go through offense v. defense today. We flip-flopped that yesterday and we talked about the Seattle offense and the Cowboys defense. But there's been some things that have changed over the last 24 hours. And there's been some concerns that have popped up amongst that Cowboys defense. Rob, uh, I saw an injury report yesterday. Trayvon Diggs, our corner, that uh, Isaiah said, hey, we, we're going to have to put him on DK Metcalf, one of the best deep threats in the NFL. And, uh, well, uh, he's on the injury report with the shoulder. What's the insider information on, on Trayvon Diggs? And is this something we should start panicking about in the secondary? I don't know if it's panic, but how many corners can wind up on the injury report slash IR? My, mm. my goodness, man. Uh, we just found out after the show that Chio Wuzie is out for multiple weeks with that hamstring injury that he had on special teams late in the game against Atlanta. They just got Jordan Lewis back. And right as he gets back, Anthony Brown hurts his ribs in practice at the end of the week and is on IR for a minimum three weeks. And now, yes, Trayvon Diggs is on the injury report. He was at practice, uh, the early part of practice. I'm not sure if he was really doing anything because he didn't practice. Uh, and, you know, I, what I'm, the vibe I'm getting is I don't, I don't think it's time to panic here. I think, look, he played all 75 snaps in the game, and I, I don't think there's a ton of concern at this point. Uh, we'll talk to Mike McCarthy here in a little bit and see, but um, obviously it's something they're trying to be mindful of, and it may have something to do with as many injuries as they've already got back there. If he's got a little something, let's just try to make sure he gets through the week and gets to the game. Isaiah? Sound the alarm because it's, it's rough, it, man. It is rough and it sucks. And I have I've said it before. For those that are experiencing any kind of injuries or hurdles that they have overcome, I feel for you. I've been there entirely too many times, so I understand explicitly what you are dealing with. However, as an organization, we 
sound the alarm because you Whoa. don't have the depth that you need to handle these defensive. Uh, I mean, these these receivers that Seattle's about to bring at you. I mean, goodness gracious! I, I, I'm sorry for the for the doggone training staff here because I know they're frustrated. But uh, a, a rookie, a rookie high, a high rookie draft pick, uh, not practicing on a Wednesday. It's not what happens, okay? You practice <laughs> every day. You only get three real days of practice, and two of them are with pads. Typically, I don't even know what the rules have changed now, but back in the day, two days were pra- with pads. One day was uh, was a fast, you know, we call it up-tempo uh, fast Fridays, and then Saturday's a walkthrough. If you're missing one day of practice, of, of like the real practice, which is Wednesday, your preparation day, then you're hurt. You're, you're you're hurt, right? You're not you're not you're you're dealing with something that's gonna be that could could affect you in this game potentially. Um, and then the news of Cheeto being gone, goodness gracious, that's what everybody in Cowboys Nation was relying on to really anchor these defensive backfield uh, going into this week's game. So if you're going into to the game with your best defensive back being a uh, uh, injured Diggs or B uh, uh, Anthony Brown, I I don't know, I don't know. Now, uh, for me, well. it was that it was that it was that mystery meat feeling again. Fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't when I saw Trayvon Diggs' name on the injury report, and, and I hadn't heard anything uh, at all. Rob hadn't reported it. Mm-hmm. Kyle, you didn't say anything about it. So when I saw him show up on the injury report with Cheeto being out for multiple weeks and what we're going through at the corner in the secondary, this just isn't the time to have it because when you look down the schedule at the receivers that Oof. we've got coming on the horizon this is a Mm. rough patch uh to have your guys uh, on ir or out for a couple of weeks or just laboring yeah you look yeah go go ahead ahead, no i was just gonna say with these injuries understands what this what this does to you okay cowboys nation when you're injured and you are short on you don't have that much depth at a certain position such as cornerback right the situation that we're currently in as a defensive coordinator, Mike Nolan, he wants to get to all these blitzes. He wants to get to single high. He wants to press you. He mm-hmm. wants to start doing all these crazy things. Guess what? Now you can't because you don't have the personnel. You can't afford to lose any more personnel. So what do you do? Well, you be you become really chill, right? You become really conservative. You go back to a, a nice too high zone. And guess what? You can't do that when there's a doggone dude named by the name of Carson in the backfield for Seattle. Mm-hmm. You just can't. So this puts the entire defense um, at risk of being exposed, and it sucks. You brought up a really good point about, you know, the practice day and, and getting that work. I mean, he's a second-round pick. He's a rookie. He needs all the work he can get. I think there's a – it may very well be where he's fine by Sunday, but, you know, today's a huge day if they follow the same schedule that they've been following because they usually go longer in practice on Thursday, yep. and they don't, re- they don't practice Friday. They've got kind of a regeneration day – let guys recover from the week and then have a short deal on on Saturday. This is the last real heavy work of the week, and so it'll be interesting to see if he's out there today. Because you're right. I mean, a young player needs to be out there and getting prep, especially for a team of of this quality. <laughs> and those are crucial because the reps that you're getting previously were against Julio Jones, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup, and the reps that if you, even oh. if you're healthy. Moving into the next couple weeks, here's the next the next couple matchups, just the next two matchups 
for the Cowboys. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. Those are on your schedule oh. the next two weeks. Oh. Also, yeah, nothing yeah. to worry about. If you want to go, if you want to go two weeks down the line, we'll skip the Giants for now because Sterling Shepard's banged up and Ooh. they don't really have a wide receiving core anyways. Then you will skip to week six. Then you got DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald on your schedule. So you you have to get healthy. (laughs) These corners need to come back because right now, and I, I know we've used a lot of PFF grades this week, but it tells the story pretty well. But if you look at the lowest grades of three corners, Throughout the the Atlanta game on Pro Football Focus, the lowest was Trayvon Diggs at a 47. Jordan Lewis was next with a 49. And then you had Daryl Worley with a 57. And if Diggs is healthy, those are your three guys. Those are your three starting corners right now for the Cowboys because there's no Cheeto, there's no Anthony Brown, and and really that's what you're working with. If not, if Trayvon Diggs isn't healthy, you're probably going to Brandon Carr, who you really brought in to, to hopefully play safety. He's going to end up playing corner like he did previously during his stint with the Dallas Cowboys. So it's it's worrisome. But, but Rob, whenever you're – actually, I'm going to go to Isaiah on this one. But, Isaiah, whenever you're dealing with an injury, specifically in, in Trayvon Diggs' case, where it's a shoulder and you're a defender. We saw it last year with Jeff Heath. It's not necessarily an easy thing to rehab when your job is to hit somebody. Yeah, no, and and I would like to know, and obviously we won't find out what type of shoulder injury he's had because I've had a ton of them, right? I've tore my labrum three times. That was my first two major injuries I had here when I was in Dallas. Um, But shoulders suck. So think about it from a large uh, corner perspective, which he is, right? Diggs is a a large frame corner. And larger corners, their advantage is being what? Being physical, right? They're not necessarily always going to be the fastest. Diggs isn't necessarily the fastest corner out there, okay? But he wants to get more physical with you. So going against another physical receiver (laughs) presents problems because he has to go against DK Metcalf, who is 6'4", 225, and runs a 4'3", 3'. Oh, by the way, he's a physical specimen in terms of being strong. So this presents a problem because not only can Mike Nolan not be aggressive on defense – uh, now, all of a sudden, you have to be uh, conservative in the secondary with your coverage. And if you and, and now you can't even come get your hands on a player who runs who runs a low 4-3. That presents a, a major problem. Um, it's not a good look right now. I'm not worried about the I, – I, well, I won't, don't say that. I'm, I'm worried <laughs> about the DK. The DK uh, Metcalf matchup with Diggs is one that, that gives me a little bit of pause. His speed, his size, everything about DK Metcalf. But when you go back and you look at the tape and you, you know that these guys have seen each other in the SEC before, uh, Diggs has had that matchup, and yeah. he handled them pretty well. Now, that's obviously Alabama Ole Miss that we're looking at, and that's tape from three years ago. But still, uh, we have some tape to see these two guys <laughs> against each other. Uh, but DK Metcalf is a physical specimen. Diggs is going to have his hands filled. Uh, they're going to give him help over the top. You know that's going to be there. And so the worry, really, for me is on the other side with Tyler Lockett because Tyler Lockett is who Russell Wilson wants in those individual battles. And Jordan Lewis is going to have to win his battle. Last week didn't wasn't a good look. Uh, for Jordan Lewis, and I'm sure he would admit the same thing. And so there are just certain parts of our defense, and now with Carr coming in, being that I don't know if he's just in a nickel situation, but Mm -hmm. we're going to have to have these guys play at a high level because right now for Seattle, where they are is priority number one is throw the ball, and that's where they're going to keep us uh, in uh, in that nickel package pretty much the whole game. 
I, I disagree with you on that one, Heck. I okay. and to my point yesterday, Seattle is not a throw the ball first offense. I don't I don't care how back far in history you go. I don't care if you talk about the We're just going off of the numbers right. We're going off the numbers right now. And that's okay, we're going off the numbers right now. First. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pass first is so what they're doing. I, so I still believe, even though the stats show differently, right? Because I'm not a big stats guy. They're at a they're, they're a run first team in nature. Now, if the run sets up for them to be able to start throwing the ball a little bit more, then so be it. But they cannot do what they do on offense without it, uh, um, without initiating the run, right? And establishing the run. And while we're talking about receivers, we're talking about DK and we're talking about Lockett. Don't forget David Moore. Moore's a yeah. beast. He's six foot two fifteen, and he catches the ball. He got six catches for seventy six yards and a touchdown through two games. Let's not disrespect the man. So you also have that there. Now Dallas gets to catch a break. They catch a break a little bit. And the fact that um, that Dorsett is on is now going on IR because that would have really presented a problem. But Moore is still a respectable receiver that they cannot look past. Moore, they've used him. They used him, I think, on a jet sweep or at least a fake jet mm-hmm. sweep. Yep. Some of that misdirection stuff that where you bring Wilson's legs and, and ability to run into it. Uh, and they've got a rookie, Freddie Swain, who caught a touchdown pass last week. Yeah. They've, got, yeah. they've got more depth, it looks like, than, than we think they do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the matchups with the corners are huge. I, I think the Cowboys, and, and, and Kyle spoke to it, they at least have some, some numbers in terms of Worley has started games at corner. Mm-hmm. Carr obviously has started games at corner yeah. if they need it. Uh, but you don't want to have to reach too deep in the bag, obviously, and you've been playing those two guys at corner or at safety. So, uh, you know, you'd like to have have some kind of, uh, you know, rotation established and get something going there. It's going to come down to pressure. And tr- and we, talk, we talked yep. about Russ yeah, all, all yesterday, and Isaiah made a great <laughs> point about that, that interior rush, too, because you don't want to allow him to be able to step up in the pocket, either run or step up and throw and give him – you know, because he is a shorter quarterback, give him an opportunity to really step into his throw. That's huge as well. So Don Terry Poe and Crawford and Antoine Woods, it's a big game Tristan for them. Hill. Tristan Hill. Of course, Tristan Gotta Hill. Yeah, it. big game for them. Yep. And whenever you look at back, uh, talking about that cornerback spot, that's why you went and got, got those veterans. That's why you went and, and secured a guy like Brandon Carr and a guy like Daryl Worley. So that way your, your, your floor is higher. Your ceiling may not be as high at the cornerback spot, but your floor is higher than it would be if you're you're having to throw some rookies or younger guys out there. But there are some rookies and younger guys that are waiting in the wings. Reggie Robinson, who's been inactive the first two weeks of the season. You've got a True. Chris Westry True. that's out there. Rob, if you're looking at either one of those guys or maybe even some of these other practice squad caliber players, is there anyone that sticks out to you that could potentially get moved up and play an active role? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if they're to that point yet. I think we got, we got, we got to see, we got to see what's up with Diggs. I think there's, there's a chance he'll be fine for this game. Um, But I I think what, what really is happening potentially, even with, even if it's just Cheeto uh, and and Anthony Brown, what, what Mike McCarthy has said all through camp is, is going to be put to the test here, where you need all your guys in the secondary, and you don't necessarily play one position. You got to be ready to come in and play Mm -hmm. multiple spots. And so. we, may, we, we may really see that with some veterans that they brought in uh, that, that are kind of cross-training at different spots. It's, you know, they, they don't really – it's all about position flex, and they may really have to use it here in the next few weeks. 
We said hey, it. Rob, hey, hey, don't don't ease up now, man. Last week we wanted to throw digs to the wolves. Now let's let's go ahead and throw Robinson out there. Let him learn. Let him <laughs> no, learn. That's, that's, no, 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 no. That's a bad record. That's, that's a bad a recommendation. Player. And you that's playing true. for the other team right now, dog. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's a completely different no. player, Isaiah. That's a completely different player. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about two rounds. That's it. Come on. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of difference between See. two rounds. <laughs> a lot of difference. Guy, dude. Uh, and they moved him to safety, too. He re- I don't know how much corner he's really been working at. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Your point's well taken. Your point's well taken. <laughs> uh, but to Rob's point as well, uh, we mentioned it in the offseason. We mentioned the, the fact of the, the word of the year will be hybrid in the Mike Nolan defense. It's going to be hybrid. And that's exactly what the corners and the safeties have been throughout the season. Interchangeable, another one of those words. And, and we're going to see just how interchangeable they are uh, if we're going to see some flip-flopping. <laughs> Uh, this week, and hopefully the Cowboys can get something going and some healthy bodies into that secondary because they're going to need it against Russell Wilson. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, I promise we'll get to that that Cowboys offense versus Seattle defense talk. Dak Prescott had 450 yards last week. I think Ezekiel Elliott could have 150 this week. I'll tell you why when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Delicious to Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a Thursday edition of oh, Talking God. Cowboys, week three, episode four. Glad you're with us on DallasCowboys.com. And there's a little bit of breaking news to report here on Talking Cowboys as Adam Schefter has Twittered the, to the world, Twittered out there and tweeted and whatnot. And he is uh he has reported that the Seattle Seahawks, the team that the Dallas Cowboys will be playing this weekend are going to have a visit from Mr. Snacks Harrison at the defensive tackle spot. Mm. Now, 
Good news for Cowboys fans is it's 2020, and because of 2020, you can't necessarily play that quickly. So Cowboys aren't going to have to worry about Snacks Harrison, but some other teams early or coming up on the uh, Seattle schedule might have to uh, worry about Snacks Harrison coming up here in just a bit. But there's another interesting wrinkle, and we're going to talk about that Seattle defense. And I, I teased going into the break that I think Zeke is due for a huge game. I said 150 yards. He's had 120-plus all-purpose yards in each of the first two weeks. I think he could do that. And he might even reach 100 on the ground again for the first time this season. So I think he's due for a big game, and it's really because of the defensive line for Seattle. I'm not necessarily impressed with them, much like – the, the Cowboys have had a, a lot to be desired on the defensive line. I think Seattle's the same way. They don't necessarily pressure a whole lot. They don't really do that much in the run defense. But I want to see what you guys think about it. Heckma, is this a game where Ezekiel Elliott's going to be the bell cow and he's going to be able to surpass the triple-digit mark again? Kyle, yes. And, and I'm hoping that he's 25-plus carries in this game. But – no matter what, man, I'm just going to play Captain Obvious here and just say we can't fumble the ball five times and give up 20 points. I think that, that's going to set us up for success if we don't have to do that. Uh, but that's the, way that, that's the way that the Cowboys have to go into Seattle looking at this game. And Dak, Dak is going to have to rely heavily on that bell cow running back. Zeke is going to have to eat. A whole lot, and also be in that be a big part of the passing game. Look, Seattle's defense isn't what it used to be, right? You would go to Seattle and that whole Legion of Boom talk and the 12th man, but we don't have to deal with the 12th man and those decibel levels, and we definitely don't have to deal with this, the Legion of Boom. But for the Cowboys, it's going to have to be those possession reception, continuing to move the chains, and Dak is going to have to help this defense out. He's the man that can cure our ills on defense by time of possession, making sure that he gets those long, uh, exaggerated drives going, and they have to finish in the red zone with points. And so it's not going to be one of those games where you can give up a whole lot of points early mm -hmm. and expect for Dak to put his cape on and bring us back from behind. 150? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 150. Why, yeah, why 150. You know what? He had 127 you know week You know one. what, Isaiah? I, I, Isaiah. That was a question. Was Isaiah. A, I'm going to make sure I heard it right. 150. Um, I'm saying it with my chest. So, 150. So, like Y'all know I love me. So I love Freaky Ziki. Freaky Ziki's a beast. He, he's a dog. Um, he eats, right? Obviously, he has but, a tattoo that says he eats. Yeah, where's um, the butt? Um, there's no, no, I mean, no B U T T, but but B U T. Um, but but uh, I do agree with you, Kyle. This defensive line is unimpressive, right? I think that they do what they're asked to do, but you know, hence the the reason why they're going out there. They're trying to bring in somebody like Snacks Harrison. They need a dominant force. They don't have that. That's probably the only um, out of their three levels of their defense: the defensive line, the linebackers, and the secondary. The defensive line is the only position right now that they don't have a dominate uh, dominant force on uh, presence there. Um, they just lost Irving. That hurts them. In a major way, uh, he's a patient, experienced defense in slash rusher, whatever you want to call him, um, that that they lost. But they need an internal presence. Reason being is because they are susceptible to a good rushing offense, such as the Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott. Um, this offensive line is not what it's what it's been in the past, but they're still good enough to to push the Seahawks line um, off the off the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. With that being said. 
once you get past that defensive line is when you start running into matchup problems um, for the Cowboys, right? Um, the linebackers, you have K.J. Wright, who's a dog. You have Bobby Wagner, who's the best linebacker in football. And then you brought in the rookie. Let me go ahead and find his name. Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech, first-round draft pick. Yeah. So let's, let, those three dudes are some, are some dogs now. And then, oh, by the way, um, Seattle, I don't know the exact percentage, but probably about 70% of the game they played single high safety in which they brought Jamal Adams, who – arguably the best safety in the game as the fourth linebacker or the safety in the box. So they're going to put eight guys in the box and they're not going to allow Zeke. They're they're, they're going to try their best to not allow Zeke to get off to a start. And that's what Seattle wants to do. Seattle wants to force you. Yeah, they want to force you to throw the ball. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying by doing that you bring three Pro Bowl guys at a second level right plus yeah. a plus a rookie first round draft pick so they are going to present problems for this offense in terms of them trying to establish the run does Zeke still eat Zeke always eats right so I'm not disrespecting that but 150 yards I just don't see that happening it hasn't happened that much in Seahawks history and I don't even know that's that mm. you know they've allowed 99 total rushing yards through two games Give and. Me some. And it's 2.1 yards a carry. So through mm-hmm. two games, it's two games, yeah. they've done a solid job mm-hmm. against the run. However, however, uh, Isaiah mentioned Bruce Irvin out for the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. sucks. They've got some guys banged up yeah, elsewhere on their defensive line this week. Yeah, they do. Benson Mayoa did not practice yesterday. Jerron Reed did not practice yesterday. Cody Barton, linebacker who was in on the goal line stand against the Patriots at the end of the game, didn't practice yesterday. Yep. Uh, you mentioned Brooks, their rookie. He might have to play more. With Irvin out, uh, they're going to have to do some, maybe some reshuffling on their D line. Uh, but they do have Jamal Adams. They have Jamal Adams, and he is—he's—he's he's been their best pass rusher. I mean, he's—I think he's got two sacks. He does. And they've got three yep. total sacks, and and uh, we, we saw what he did against the Cowboys last year. It was that zero blitz at the end yeah. of the Jets game where he broke through the line and made the play. Um, they, they've got some issues, kind of, kind of like the Cowboys, all levels of their defense. But they do have some playmakers. I'm kind of with Isaiah on this, though. I don't know, I don't know if Zeke's going to have to get to 150 yards. I think if they can take care of some matchups in the passing game, and you know, maybe maybe they can have more balance than needing Zeke to do that. Unless they're just in a position where they can just salt away the game in the second half, depending on how it unfolds. And, yeah, and I, Jamal Adams is that yeah quintessential. I'm sorry, Kyle. I'm up, go ahead. No, I was just going to talk about Rob's stat really quickly about the the, the rushing uh-huh. yards that were allowed by Seattle. You also got to think about who they're playing. Todd Gurley in week one, who we we saw last week, wasn't necessarily the same Todd Gurley, or at least hasn't gotten going as the the old Todd Gurley has in the previous years. But then you go up against the (laughs) Patriots last week, and you had Sony Michelle. And Plano's own Rex Burkhead, who were the, the don't, two. Don't knock my guy from Plano. I love Rex Burkhead. <laughs> but at the same time, he didn't do anything against that Seattle defense. This is They haven't faced Zeke yet. They but, haven't but, faced so Zeke So that means that they're not good? I don't, but they, I don't right, think they're though, good. You, uh, go for it. You got Bobby Wagner and, and, and KJ Wright. KJ those, Wright. those are two downhill physical yeah, linebackers that help your run defense. Well, and, and I mean, Isaiah I, I, mentioned I, it as well with Jamal sample. Adams. Yeah, with Jamal Adams coming down, he's going to come up and stop the run. I mean, he's a, a box safety, and he will continue to be that, and that's something that they're going to continue to utilize him in because he's better there than he has been in coverage, especially this year. But I, I still think, like as Isaiah said, Zeke's going to eat. 
And the play calling last week was very indicative to letting Zeke have the football, whether it was via the run or via a screen pass or or a short play where you just get the ball into his hands. I think they're going to see a lot of that same thing from Kellen Moore heading uh, heading into Sunday, and it's something that I think will allow him to have that kind of game. And that's where Dalton Schultz has to take over. Dalton Mm. Schultz has to be available in the passing game. You're right. K.J. Wright, uh, the linebackers, uh, Bobby Wagner, one of the best linebackers in the NFL right now. Those guys are all over the place. But let's not forget, man, who Ezekiel Elliott is. And look, last week, last week, Seattle completely disrespected Cam with eight in the box. And they they just said, look, we don't care about you throwing the ball. And that's why Julian Edelman went for eight catches, 179 yards. You reverse that. You reverse that. And you come to the Cowboys and you look at what CeeDee Lamb can do from that slot position. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Seattle does give up the most yards to slot receivers, number one or number two. But they're at the top of the league and what they give up to slot receivers. And, oh, we got the best guy at receiver, he's a, he was a cowboy helmet. So those matchup problems for Seattle are all over the field. And so if they try and if they come with the eight man in the box mentality with us, I think we break their spirit by giving them that dose uh, of Zeke. But then when they get ready, when they're loaded up for it, we drop it over the top and we have the receivers in the tight end. And hopefully Dalton Schultz can play like he plays against Atlanta every week. That's what we need from him. Um. Heck, heck, just a couple of things. Um, You mentioned you mentioned that uh, Schultz is going to get off against one of two of these Pro Bowl safeties, right? Because Quandre Diggs, Quandre Diggs is is there as well, right? So either way, he's either going to have Jamal Adams on him, Quandre Diggs on him, or uh, or uh, uh, KJ Wright. One of those guys is going to be sticking him, correct? Okay, just yeah. make it. Just making sure that you're talking about the right person. Okay, so um, so with that said, um, he 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 won't have the game that he wants to have. And all the points you made about receivers, absolutely, you're absolutely correct. They give up. They give up uh, big plays to slot receivers because they are going to force you to throw the ball. They will lose. They would rather lose to Dak Prescott than lose to Ezekiel Elliott. That is the Seattle mentality. Trust me, I've been there. I know the guys there. I know mm-hmm. Ken Norton. I know those guys. He is not right. going to let you run the ball. He Zeke right. might Zeke might get sixty. He may get seventy yards. Not, he, he's not going yeah. for a hundred and some yards. And you're going to have to run routes but, and man coverage versus these guys because Seattle. After watching this game, Seattle came up and played man to man majority of the game. And it's going <laughs> to they do and, that again. And, 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 and another point that you said, you said that. Did you say CD was the best slot in the game? I think I heard you start to say that. Is that something that you said? That's exactly what I said. Oh, say it with your chest. Okay. So, so with the chest. So, so, just a question here. I know we got to go on to something else. You would prefer to have CD Lamb than Tyler Lockett? No, I'm talking I about would. for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. Now, listen, I mean, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Hold was, up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up, Isaiah. Now, I realize, I realize <laughs> that Seattle is your other boys, right? The Cowboys are my boys. So, I'm just telling I, you. I understand. I don't I, and, and, I and, feel and, like. And, heck, I take, all, I take all emotion out of it. I am a facts-based individual. I will keep it 100 I got all you. times. But you're using words like You're using words like let. They're going to let us do something. We don't know. No, no, no. No, you're going to have to earn it. You're going to have to earn it. But Seattle is not going to allow you to establish the run in the way that Dallas would prefer, which is why they went (laughs) eight in the box. 
Which is okay. why they went eight about even with the Sony Michelle, even with the Rex Burkhead, with those guys that you don't consider to be top dogs at that position, they still went eight in the box. Because they don't they respect still went Cam. Eight. They didn't respect Cam's arm. And I'm saying Cam, Dak are two different quarterbacks. I would go with Dak every time with his arm and what he's going to be able to do against this Seattle defense. And receivers, too. Mm-hmm. I'm just better, saying. He's got a better receiving. So they just respected. They lined up eight in the box because they knew that what Seattle, what uh, the Patriots wanted to do was obviously get Cam involved in the running game. That's why it's important to bring hey. Jamal Adams up in the box like that. I, I, I kind of agree with you, but they did the same thing to Atlanta. <laughs> did that hurt? Did that hurt to kind of agree with me, dog? <laughs> we gotta go. I already know. We gotta go. Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> I'm just. I need a. I need a bucket of popcorn when this kind of stuff pops up. Like I. I just need to, to sit Love here it. and watch the back and forth because both of you guys know the game so well. Now, Isaiah, I want you to put your money where your mouth is, and not money. We're not gonna bet money here, but Ooh. I. I want to make a bet with you. You said Zeke's not having a hundred okay. yards. And we're, uh, if, do you still have a, an Isaiah Stanback Seattle jersey anywhere? You have one running around? I do. Of course. You do have of one? Of course he does. Bring I it, do. bring it Sunday, do. bring it Sunday to pregame and postgame because I'm going to bring a, a Dak jersey. And if, uh, I, don't, I don't have an Ezekiel Elliott jersey, I, or actually I have a Tony Romo jersey. Mm-hmm. I don't have a Dak jersey. I'll find a way to get a jersey. I'll find a way because if Ezekiel Elliott has, 100-plus yards in Sunday's game, you're going to wear a jersey. If he doesn't, I'll wear a jersey, and we'll do it on Monday as our uh, – Oh, how about little, this? I'll bring, I'll bring my wife's – I'll bring my wife's Dak jersey up there today <laughs> or, or on, on Sunday. Okay, pre-game. that sounds good. Rob, do you need in on this too? <laughs> I, I'm I just like helping – I'm helping the bet. I'm yeah, helping the he's, bet. He's providing oh, – he's providing it. He's <laughs> – <laughs> He's providing a little bit of uh, a little bit of something to, to substance of, of what we can have the bet in. But I, I think Zeke's going to easily have 100 yards. I, I think he's going to have a fantastic game. I even think Tony Pollard's going to have a better game than he has the first two weeks of the season. I, I, I really do think this run game for uh, the Cowboys is going to have some success against the front seven of Seattle. Even with the respect that I have for that linebacking core, I still think they'll have some success. But when we come back, we'll wrap things up and we'll set you into Friday as we continue with more Talking Cowboys after this. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay? Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. 
Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's the final segment here of Talking Cowboys. Glad you're with us. It's a Thursday edition as we are just a couple days away from the Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks. Week three of the NFL season. And really, I think this is a benchmark game. And I brought this up yesterday just very briefly. And Rob kind of gave me one of those whoa kind of reactions. Uh, by the way, Rob Phillips, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans. And Rob gave me one of those whoa reactions when I kind of said it, but we didn't really address it. But Going into this week, the Cowboys 1-1, one and one, Seattle 2-0, and oh, and Seattle's really seen right now, anyways, as a NFC favorite with a quarterback who is playing at an MVP level. I mean, he's had nine touchdowns and 11 incompletions. The guy is just absolutely cooking, and that's Russell Wilson. I went on a limb yesterday, and I even put it in an article, uh, our Big Facts article that you can find on DallasCowboys.com, but I said the winner of this game Sunday – all of a sudden is, is vaulted into that conversation as an NFC favorite, as a potential Super Bowl contender. I wanted to get your guys' thought, thoughts on that because a week ago we were talking about the season potentially coming to an end and, and really not not turning out the way that you thought. Panic button was just – I mean, the case was off of the panic button and everybody was getting ready to push it if they didn't complete a 20-point comeback. Uh, well, they did, and now I'm, I'm bringing this up, but when you look at it, it's really not that outlandish, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, Rob, I know you gave that that whoa reaction initially. Well, do you think that I'll the give winner it to you of, again? Whoa! Do you think the winner is, <laughs> it, it, is even in that conversation, or am I way out there right now? I mean, I got Seattle in the Super Bowl, I guess. I got to stick to that the okay. whole year, right? There you um, go. I'm just, I, I think it's, it's too early for anybody um, to really know. I, the thing that concerns me with both teams is defensively they have so many injuries on both side on, yeah. on, on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball that you know this early in the season you just wonder now the Cowboys have a chance you know they get late and back late in the year later in the year Sean Lee that helps um, but you're so depleted so early uh, Dak said it before the season started that the healthiest team's going to win and he was mm-hmm. asked a question about you know obviously the COVID and the virus being a threat to everybody, but also just the injury front. And we're seeing more injuries this year than I can remember so early. Mm -hmm. That concerns me for both teams being healthy enough to be effective on the defensive side of the ball right now. Which, which team do you think is more one team real quickly, Rob, which team do you think is more injury ridden? Is it, is it the Dallas side? I think over Seattle pretty easily, but I'll throw another NFC West opponent in there. How about San Francisco? Which one has been yeah. decimated oh, more? Shoot. Is it San Francisco or Dallas in terms of these two guys or two teams rather that That's have easy. lost a ton of guys? I might take San Francisco just because it sounds like Garoppolo might not play this week, mm. and that's the toughest division in football probably. Huge. So they they can't yeah. afford not to have your quarterback for multiple yeah. weeks. I don't know how long it's going to be. And San and, Fran and San Fran's guys don't come back. <laughs> so, that's true. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, they got they don't their guys just don't come back. So yeah, Dallas is in good shape. They only get better from here. Heckman, continue with what you were going to say. 
No, no, I'm interrupting everybody, so I'm just waiting on my turn. But, I mean, San Fran, yeah, with Bosa and the ACL, man, that's just, yeah, that's ridiculous. But the Cowboys right now are feeling that injury bug. And in this game, I just feel like I'm really excited to see Dak go up against another one of his contemporaries and prove his case. And we talked about this betting on yourself mentality and Dak going from, I guess, week one having that uh, the pass to Michael Gallup, uh, overruled by horrible P.I. and coming back last week versus Atlanta. He's just proven his case that he's maturing and, and that the things that we're looking for in him uh, to be that next level, uh, take the next level as a quarterback. He's starting to mature in that, man. But if you and Rob started to do the comparison between Dak and Russell Wilson yesterday, and I love I, I, I gave a gold jacket. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I love I love the comparison because when it comes down to what Cowboy Nation wants from Dak, I think that's what we want to see. We want to see Dak be Russell Wilson in eight years, nine years, and not just be perceived or looked at as a bus driver, so to speak. And so he has to take the next step. And I think, you know, in this matchup, this would be the one that we see him go the next, go that extra mile uh, to be that upper echelon quarterback. So you're, you're saying at least this game, uh, based off of last week, I mean, it was the third 450-yard performance that Dak Prescott has had in his career, and it was quite possibly the best comeback, or actually it was the best comeback that he's ever had. But whenever you're looking at Dak Prescott, and this is a secondary that automatically gives you a little bit of pause because there is a, a Jamal Adams back there. There is a Quandre Diggs. There is a Griffin. They're good in the secondary. Seattle is. It's it's up front where the pressure is that they're kind of leaving a lot to be desired, like I said earlier, much like Dallas. Uh, where is Dak Prescott going to be able to pick apart this defense, though? And, Isaiah, I know you went into it a minute ago talking about eight players in the box. You're going to stop the run. Can Dak eat like Zeke wouldn't normally eat? Is there a chance that he's able to throw the football around a little bit? Yes, Dak's going to have the opportunity to do so. Um, he's definitely going to have a lot of a lot of time, a lot more time than he, than he probably imagines he will. He will have, but he's got to be precise with his with his passing. Um, that's something that I've always been kind of down on Dak with in, in past years. I know he's continue, he's continuing to get better, um, but his precision has to be on point. He can't be behind on crossing routes. He can't be uh, behind on deep balls. Um, he's going to have to be on point because these guys are going to get open, but they're going to have somebody right in their hip pocket while they're open. So if he's off the mark by at all, it can lead to easy turnovers. So it can either be big play or it can be a turnover. So if he and that's that's what it's really going to come down to. So he really has to dial in this week because he will have the time to throw the rock, but will it be on the mark? Mm. Heckman, do you agree? I don't know. Isaiah, have you not seen him mature? Have you not seen that? I have. Uh, I, I mentioned that. I mentioned that. Okay. okay. Do you agree with him? I might have just gone a little too far yesterday, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who, you? Yeah. You went too far yesterday? No, you did. Right. I thought that was a perfect comparison. I mean, instead of him being compared to Kirk Cousins, I, I would like to hear Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, but so uh, as we talk about comparison, so Dak has improved on his long balls um, and his some of his shorter routes, right? His intermediate routes, but there has been he has a history of not being 
on the mark. Now, guys may catch the ball, but that doesn't mean just because they have a completed pass that the ball was where the lo- the location was where it needed to be. Um, and as a, as a former quarterback, I I dial in on those things. Right? Is it on the back shoulder? Is it on the front shoulder? Right? So <laughs> things thing, things that okay, oh, that most people bypass and say okay, it was a completed pass. Yeah, but it was this close to getting tipped. Right? It was this close to being off his back shoulder and into somebody else's hand. So so those are the things that I'm talking about because you know we know Russell Wilson doesn't really make those mistakes. So when we look at when we're looking on both sides of the ball, Russell Wilson, you know, we I think Rob said it yesterday when he throws the ball deep, it's like a handoff, right? And that's the confidence that he has. I don't think Dak is there yet, but he's on his way. Um, him and his, him and these receivers are going to have to continue to build their rapport. Um, he's going to have to get the ball to CD if CD's going to be in the slot because that's where they're going to win at. Yeah, what's Russ completing right now? Like eighty-two percent of his passes. It's just, yep. it's just ridiculous. It, it's, um, he leads. He's been the best player in the league so far. Leads the NFL in completion percentage, touchdown percentage, and QBR. He's at a one forty QBR through the first two games, which wow. is just unbelievable. But I mentioned the stat last uh, or earlier in the the show: nine touchdowns, just eleven. In completions, it'll be tough to slow down Russell Wilson, but this is going to be a duel. I, I was asked on Sean and RJ yeah. this morning about the over under, and the over under I think was at fifty six or something like that. And we're not we're not betting men on this show. We we talk a lot about the numbers though, and I would take the over. I, I mean, we saw forty thirty nine last week. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys get close to forty again this week. It's just whether or not can they stop the Seattle side from getting forty. Yeah. Yeah, with both of these defenses, man, it's going to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Just just look for it. Yeah, it's going to be a shootout. It'll be a lot of fun I to agree. break down. And tomorrow, we'll give our predictions. Bring your predictions because, as always, Fridays are Say It With Your Chest Friday as we lead you into the weekend. It's our final show prior <laughs> to kickoff. So come say it with your chest. Bring your questions. Bring your frustrations or your excitement about this week's game. And then we'll all do predictions together as a, a collective Cowboys Nation family and a talking Cowboys family to close out the week and have some fun with it. But that's going to do it here for the Thursday edition of our show. So glad you've been with us over the last 45 minutes. Special thanks to Chris Beam in the back, but for Isaiah Stanback, for Rob Phillips, and for Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!